No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David shows kindness to the king of Ammon, but the king responds by humiliating David's men. This is an act of war. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. Have you ever sought to do the right thing only to be misjudged by others? It can be very hurtful. God had blessed David in every way, and he was looking to bless others. He had blessed Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, and even seated him at his royal table. Now David looked beyond Israel to the Ammonites, who lived in the area of modern Jordan. We continue today in 2 Samuel chapter 10. It happened after this that the king of the people of Ammon died, and Hanan, his son reigned in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanan, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent by the hand of his servants to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the people of Ammon. And the princes of the people of Ammon said to Hanan, their Lord, do you think that David really honors your father because he has sent comforters to you? Has David not rather sent his servants to you to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it? David wanted to do a good deed. He wanted to show that he was concerned and mourning over uh, the loss of Hanan's father, who had been a friend to David. But not every good deed is appreciated. We can try to do the right thing and bless people, but some just won't receive it. They may even return evil for our good. Do you know that that's actually a promise? 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now, that's one of those precious refrigerator promises. You know, you can stick them on your refrigerator. When others treat us badly because we're Christians, what do we do? Stonewall them, punch them back, give them a zinger of a comeback, be anxious, depressed, or fearful. No, Jesus actually tells us to be happy. Matthew 5.11 says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. So be happy about it. Be very glad for it. A great reward awaits you in heaven. Now, that is not easy to do. In fact, the only way you can really do it is to have a long-range view that God is in control and he will ultimately bless. I remember many years ago, somebody said some really awful things about me and spread some pretty vicious stuff. And I was greatly hurt and I wanted to defend myself. I went to a pastor's prayer summit and just shared with some of the pastors there what was going on. And and this one guy who had been a pastor for many years, much longer than me, he said, you know, the hardest thing is not to try to defend yourself. Boy, he was right. You got to take that long range view, knowing that if you suffer now for Christ's sake, 
then you will be rewarded later. The joy you experience then will far surpass the pain you feel right now. Now, Hanan had some people around him who gave him lousy advice. They falsely accused David and they didn't even know him. Evil people tend to see evil in others. They accuse others of ulterior motives because they have ulterior motives themselves. Listening to such advisors would prove to be Hanan's ruin. We need to beware of ungodly counsel. Often Satan is the one behind it. He is the accuser of the brethren. Verse 4, Therefore Hanan took David's servants, shaved off half of their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks, and sent them away. When they told David, he sent to meet them because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, wait at Jericho until your beards have grown and then return. It's difficult to imagine a greater insult than this. The Jews considered the beard to be a sign of masculinity or strength. And cutting off their garments at their buttocks would have exposed David's servants in the most humiliating way. David told his servants to stay at Jericho until their beards grow back and probably they got some new clothes. David would be their defense. They wouldn't have to be their own defense. You may feel like the enemy has cut off your strength and left you exposed to shame. But if you will rest in the Lord, then he will be your defense. David wrote in Psalm 37, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Verse 6. When the people of Ammon saw that they had made themselves repulsive to David, the people of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Beth-Rehob and the Syrians of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers, and from the king of Maacha, 1,000 men, and from Ishtab, 12,000 men. Believing a false rumor and then humiliating David's servants would prove to be very costly to this foolish Ammonite king. I'm quite sure that hiring 33,000 mercenary soldiers would be out of my budget. Now, when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army of the mighty men. Then the people of Ammon came out and put themselves in battle array at the entrance of the gate. And the Syrians of Zobah, Beth-Rehob, Ishtab, and Maacah were by themselves in the field. So Joab and the army faced an enemy on both sides, Ammonites at the city gate and Syrians in the field with the Israelites stuck in the middle. When Joab saw that the battle line was against him before and behind, he chose some of Israel's best and put them in battle array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he put under the command of Abishai, his brother, that he might set them in battle array against the people of Ammon. Then he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the people of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. 
be of good courage and let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. Now, you know, Joab certainly had his faults. He had killed General Abner of Israel and would later kill David's son Absalom in battle against the king's wishes. But Joab was a mighty warrior who was for the most part loyal to David. I personally believe this was Joab's finest hour. A good leader is willing to put himself at risk to deliver those who are under his command. A good leader trusts and encourages his men and consequently, they will do most anything for him. Joab divided his army and told them, be courageous, let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God and may the Lord's will be done. So Joab and the people who were with him drew near for the battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. And when the people of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fleeing, they also fled before Abishai and entered the city. So Joab returned from the people of Ammon and went to Jerusalem. Having won a great victory, we wonder why Joab didn't lay siege to the city and finish the job against Ammon. But instead, he went home to Jerusalem. When the Syrians saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they gathered together. Then Hadadezer sent and brought out the Syrians who were beyond the river, and they came to Helam. And Shobak, the commander of Hadadezer's army, went before them. When it was told David, he gathered all Israel, crossed over the Jordan, and came to Helam. This time David joined the army. He wanted to go with Joab. And the Syrians sent themselves in battle array against David and fought with him. Then the Syrians fled before Israel, and David killed 700 charioteers and 40,000 horsemen of the Syrians and struck Shobach, the commander of their army, who died there. And when all the kings who were servants to Hadadezer saw that they were defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians were afraid to help the people of Ammon anymore. David was a mighty warrior and a skilled military strategist, no doubt. Proverbs 20:26 20, says, "A wise king scatters the wicked like wheat, then runs his threshing wheel over them." And David really took care of business. He killed 700 chariot drivers and 40,000 horsemen. The kings who had been serving Hadadezer, king of Syria, now made a treaty with Israel and served them. David had certainly suffered the pain of insult and humiliation, but God gave him a mighty victory. So if you're going through life seeking to do the right thing and loving your neighbor as yourself, just know you won't always be appreciated. Evil people will try to cut you off and put you to shame. They may succeed in humiliating you for a season. But if you trust in the Lord, then he will be your defense. And he will be your righteousness. And he will scatter the wicked. He will run his threshing wheel over them. Just wait. God is a wise king and mighty warrior who takes good care of his servants. David was at the zenith of his career. God had given him peace on every side. 
In collecting the spoils of war, David had amassed great wealth. He had constructed a beautiful palace in Zion Heights. But at the pinnacle of his success, David was about to fall and fall big time. If you are being successful, then watch out. The faith of many grows stronger in times of adversity, but only a few can handle times of prosperity and maintain their close walk with God. The Apostle Paul warns us in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. May we all live in such closeness to God that when that day of temptation comes, and it will certainly come, that the light of his word will clearly illuminate the path to the way of escape. And then may we exit quickly. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will look at the sad chapter in David's life where rather than going to war with his men, he commits adultery with Bathsheba. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.